welcome to MEEN3, the podcast that brings you the inside story on the latest methods in ecology and evolution in just three minutes, more or less. Today we are joined by Cassandra Koneshny and Graham Brownlee from the Department of Zoology at the University of British Columbia to discuss their recent paper titled Adapting a Propane Turkey Fryer to Manipulate Temperature in Aquatic Environments. Welcome to you both and thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank, happy to be here. Thank you. How were you inspired to develop this method? Um, so when I was working on my undergraduate thesis project with uh, both our supervisors, Dr. Chris Harley, we were interested in understanding how snail grazers were distributed in tide pools across a rocky shoreline and how differences in the thermal tolerance of the two main species there and the temperatures of the pools themselves might influence where the more or less tolerant species were more abundant. So we first conducted an observational study, but wanted to see if we manipulated the pools uh, for the temperatures themselves, whether we could shift the composition of a pool towards the more thermally tolerant species. So we wanted to come up with like a simple cost-effective way to manipulate temperature of the natural tide pools, which naturally would need to cover a significant distance across the shoreline, which led us to coming up with a recirculating system, the coils and pump, to pair with a kind of heating element, which in this case was the turkey fryer. What was the biggest challenge you faced in developing this method? Yeah, so this method was definitely an iterative process. And as a result, uh, we've already explored some of the different ways that the system could be deployed and used by others. So one of the biggest challenges with this method was modifying it to be a recirculating system in order to reduce the workload required to operate the system. The original versions of the system were flow through And so this meant that you needed at least two people to operate the system as there was a constant need to refill buckets of water from the ocean. And if the system ran dry, not only would your temperature manipulation be impacted, but you would also have to re-siphon all of the water lines to get the water flowing again. So as you can imagine, this was a large task. Uh, Further as the tide went out, seaweed and sediment would get stirred up in the water, and so the water lines would become clogged. In our final iteration of this method, which we describe in this paper, what we ended up doing was creating a closed loop system that recirculates. So this way, uh, the water would go back to the turkey fryer using a pump. We highly recommend setting it up this way. And also with this heat exchanger coil design, the system can be used both on already established tide pool communities or placed in artificial tide pools, making it more versatile. What do you think will be the biggest application of this method? We think the biggest application of this method will be to help researchers better understand the response of ecological communities to warming in conjunction with other variables and processes that may change or interact with temperature. While there are a few in-situ heating methods that exist, we demonstrate that this method can be used to heat volumes of water up to 100 liters and with modifications could be scaled up to either heat a larger body of water or potentially more experimental units at once. We also highlight some of the other ways in which the system could be modified to heat settlement plates or even plumbed into soft bottom habitat. These temperature manipulation experiments are important to conduct in order to better understand the responses of communities and ecosystems to warming. A variety of ecological responses have been documented following heat waves to date, and therefore this system could be used to test hypotheses and shed light on the mechanisms that might be driving these observed changes. Who will benefit the most from your method? 
So we think that any researcher who's interested in exploring the impacts of temperature in natural aquatic systems in the field could use this method to produce some pretty precise treatments and have multiple temperature treatments running at once. Once you nail down the organization of the system for your particular experimental setup, it's also quite easy to run for consecutive days and only requires occasional maintenance and checks while it's running. So collecting other environmental data while applying the treatments is really doable. Finally, we're really proud of how effective of a system we were able to build on a relatively small budget. So if researchers want to try the method for themselves, it's a very accessible option for them. Who has been the biggest inspiration for your research? So my dad was a, a research technician at uh, Agriculture Canada, and over his career in uh, tree fruit and wine grape science, he would have to come up with lots of creative solutions for conducting experiments in the lab and in the field by using equipment and supplies in creative ways to help do a lot of niche but essential tasks for his work. He really helped a lot with the original design of the system and brainstorming different agricultural components like irrigation drip line weights and barbed valve controllers to help control the flow of heated water and maintain our temperature treatments. That kind of creative outside the box thinking uh, for coming up with inexpensive but effective solutions to very obscure problems that no one at your local hardware store would know the answer to has been really helpful with this system and uh, some of my future experiments that I needed to get creative for. What is the weirdest thing that happened to you while operating this system? It's hard to nail down one thing because so many weird things have, been happen have happened while we've been using the system. A lot of experiments and testing we've done with it have, been, have occurred in public spaces with a lot of people around. So we've gotten a lot of questions about what we're cooking in the pot and whether they could have some. And on the last round of testing, we had some concerned citizens contact the local parks board, the city and the police, thinking that we were burying a bomb at the beach. And I've also had a confrontation with someone about ruining their view on their romantic getaway. For the most part though, once we've explained what we're doing and why, they've been very interested and supportive in our, in our method. Thanks Cassandra and Graham for joining us today on MEE in 3. Thank you for having us. It was a very fun experience. Yeah, thanks again. And we're uh, excited for people to, to learn about the method and give it a shot for themselves. If you would like to follow Cassandra and Graham or read more about their research, you can find links to the show notes below. For more exclusive content on the latest methods in ecology and evolution, check out the MEE blog and social media, also listed in the show notes below. Please join us next time for more behind the scenes access to the latest methods papers from the British Ecological Society.